Welcome to Cultivate Connection, a weekly Bible-based meditation podcast, giving you the skills to carve out space, experience peace, and grow your relationship with God. If you're new to Cultivate Connection, I want to welcome you. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can go to cultivateconnection.com. We put out a weekly email called the Cultivate Collection Weekly. And if you go to cultivateconnection.com, you can subscribe to receive that email once a week. So grateful and thankful for all of you who have reached out, who have sent testimonies, who have shared stories of how God has touched your life through this podcast. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to create space for you to connect with God. Also so grateful for each of you who have partnered with us in prayer and also financially. You make this podcast possible to go out to people all around the world for free. So grateful and humbled by those of you that partner with us. If God's putting it on your heart to participate financially with Cultivate Connection, you can simply go to cultivateconnection.com and go to the Give tab. So we just finished up a series And today, I just want to take some time being that it's Easter. I want to wish you a happy Easter. And just want to take some time meditating upon Jesus and him rising. The empty tomb. And what does that mean for our lives? So I welcome you to settle in wherever you need to be today. Hopefully you can find a space where you are undistracted for the next 30 minutes and give God room and space and opportunity to speak to your heart, to touch your life. As we begin, I encourage you just to turn your focus and your attention towards your breath. Just beginning to direct that focus narrowing it in, noticing the inhale, becoming aware of the exhale. Allowing that breath to naturally begin to slow. Perhaps breathing in just a little bit more deeply, giving yourself a little more space to breathe. Not in a hurry, no expectations for anything else, just to be here. Come as simply as you can manage. I want you to notice the depth of your breath, where the body begins to move as you inhale and exhale. Not forcing or striving, but just inviting. Noticing how that breath feels today. Does it feel labored? Is it flowing smoothly? What do you notice? God, I thank you so much that we can come present with you. You are here. That you are alive today. 
as alive as when you walked the earth. Thank you for your resurrection power, that you are the one who overcame the grave, overcame death and sin. Today, Lord, I ask that you would give us a greater understanding, that you would touch our hearts with the truth of who you are, of your resurrection glory in our lives, that you have risen. Lord, will you touch us in a way that we live our lives by the power of the spirit of the risen God. Nothing could hold you down. And that same spirit lives in us today. I bless each one listening wherever they are in the world. I bless your spirit to receive the resurrection power of God today. May you come to know him more. And may you see what he sees when he looks at you. As we begin today, I just want to take a moment to check in. Where are you at? What thoughts are on your mind? What feelings in your heart this Easter season? Would you say you're feeling encouraged today? Or do you find yourself leaning a little bit more to being discouraged? No right or wrong answer. We just want to come in truth. Come to Jesus just as you are. We don't have to have it all cleaned up and figured out. If we did, we wouldn't need a Savior. We definitely need a Savior. Do you know what it is that you need from Jesus today? And if not, you can simply ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do I need from Jesus today? Maybe we take a moment to simply ask, God, is there something that you want from me today? We have a beautiful relationship with God, like any relationship where we listen and we speak and we share and we interact. It isn't one-sided. Where do you need to grow in your relationship with God? Is it sharing your heart, talking to him? Or is it listening for his heart and giving him room? If you were to assess your relationship with God and imagine that how you walk with God was a relationship with someone here on earth, 
What would be the quality of that relationship? Simply asking God, how do I grow in my relationship with you today? What's one thing that would cause us to come closer to each other? So today, I'm going to be reading the story of the empty tomb. It's in John chapter 20, verses 1 all the way through 18. So as I read it this first time, I just want you to listen, notice, imagine. Remembering the context. Jesus had just been brutally crucified. He was put in a tomb. Their hope of a king coming and overthrowing everything, their hope for freedom was lost. They were devastated. Very early Sunday morning, before sunrise, Mary Magdalene made her way to the tomb. And when she arrived, she discovered that the stone that sealed the entrance to the tomb was moved away. So she went running as fast as she could to go tell Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. She told them, They've taken the Lord's body from the tomb, and we don't know where he is. Then Peter and the other disciple jumped up and ran to the tomb to see for themselves. They started out together, but the other disciple reached the tomb first. He didn't enter the tomb, but peeked in and saw only the linen cloths lying there. Then Peter came behind him and went right into the tomb. He too noticed the linen cloths lying there, but the burial cloth that had been on Jesus' head had been rolled up and placed separate from the other cloths. Then the disciple, who had reached the tomb first, went in, and after one look, he believed. For until then they hadn't understood the scriptures that prophesied that he was destined to rise from the dead. Puzzled, Peter and the other disciple then left and went back to their homes. Mary arrived back at the tomb, broken and sobbing. She stopped to peer inside, and through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes, sitting where Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying? they asked. Mary answered, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her. But she didn't realize that it was him. He said to her, 
Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking he was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken away his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go and... Mary, Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him, she said, Rabbani. Jesus cautioned her, Mary, don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to God my Father. And he's not only my Father and God, but now he's your Father and your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Then Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Jesus. I have seen the Lord, she told them, and she gave them his message. As I read it through a second time, I want you to put yourself into the story. I want you to be one of the characters. Imagine yourself there. Very early Sunday morning, before sunrise, Mary Magdalene made her way to the tomb. And when she arrived, she discovered that the stone that sealed the entrance to the tomb was moved away. So she went running as fast as she could to tell Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. She told them, they've taken the Lord's body from the tomb and we don't know where he is. Then Peter and the other disciple jumped up and ran to the tomb to see for themselves. They started out together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He didn't enter the tomb, but peeked in and saw only the linen cloths lying there. Then Peter came behind him and went right into the tomb. He noticed the linen cloths lying there, but the burial cloth that had been on Jesus's head had been rolled up and placed separate from the other cloth. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, went in, and after one look, he believed. For until then, they hadn't understood the scriptures that prophesied that he was destined to rise from the dead. Puzzled, Peter and the other disciple then left and went back to their homes. Mary arrived back at the tomb, broken, sobbing. She stopped to peer inside and through her tears, she saw two angels 
in dazzling white robes, sitting where Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying, they said. Mary answered, they have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've laid him. Then she turned around to leave and there was Jesus standing in front of her. But she didn't realize it was him. He said to her, Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking he was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me, and I will go and marry. Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him, she said, Rabbi. Jesus cautioned her, Mary, Don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to God, my Father. And he's not only my Father and God, but now he's your Father and your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you. And I'm ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Then Mary Magdalene left to inform the disciples of her encounter with Jesus. I have seen the Lord, she told them, and she gave him his message. Sometimes in our discouragement, in sorrow, in confusion, we can't see clearly. It says Mary turned around to leave, and there was Jesus standing in front of her. She didn't realize it was him. Is there an area in your life right now where Jesus is actually standing in front of you and you have not recognized him? Will you allow God, will you allow Jesus to interrupt you? Mary thought Jesus' body was stolen away. But in reality, he had risen from the dead. Where is God awakening you to his presence in your life right now?
Where does he want to show you that God is your father, that God is now your God? Everything changed in that moment. When the tomb was empty, whether Mary, Peter, John understood it or not in that moment, everything changed. The veil was torn in two. Sin no longer kept us from walking with God. Jesus became the door of access to the Father. And continue reading where Jesus appears to the disciples. See how God touches your heart. That evening, the disciples gathered together because they were afraid of reprisals from the Jewish leaders. They had locked the doors. But suddenly, Jesus appeared among them and said, Peace to you. Then he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side, and they were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. Then taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins, and people's sins will be forgiven. But if you don't proclaim the forgiveness of their sins, they will remain guilty. One of the twelve wasn't present when Jesus appeared to them. It was Thomas, whose nickname was Twin. So the disciples informed him, we have seen the Lord with our own eyes. Still unconvinced, Thomas replied, There's no way I'm going to believe this unless I personally see the wounds of the nails in his hands, touch them with my finger, and put my hand in the wound of his side where he was pierced. Then eight days later, Thomas and all of the others were in the house together, and even though all the doors were locked, Jesus suddenly stood before them. Peace to you, he said. Then looking into Thomas's eyes, he said, put your finger here in the wounds of my hands. Here, put your hand into the wounded side and see for yourself. Thomas, don't give in to your doubts any longer. Just believe. Then the words spilled out of his heart. You are my Lord and you are my God. Jesus responded. Thomas, Now that you've seen me, you believe. But there are those who have never seen me with their eyes, but have believed in me with their hearts, and they will be blessed even more. 
Jesus went on to do many more miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not even included in this book. But all that is recorded here is so that you will fully believe that Jesus is the Anointed One, the Son of God, and that through your faith in Him, you will experience eternal life by the power of His name. Where is God calling you to believe? How is he calling you to embrace his salvation? Remember today that the highest price was paid. Jesus was brutally crucified. Took our sin, the wrath that should have been ours, took it all died and overcame the grave rose from the tomb where do you need to know in your life that the tomb is empty that Jesus has risen indeed that the power of God is still moving today and that it is time to believe fully believe that Jesus is the anointed one, the son of God. And through your faith in him, you will experience eternal life by the power of his name. The miraculous power of God flows in your life today. I want to bless you. I want to bless you to rise above, to be free from sin, sickness, disease, poverty. I want to pray healing into broken relationships, that the resurrection power of God can overcome every problem, circumstance, and situation that has come against you. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. And through his resurrection power, that's exactly what he did. I pray that that same power would flow through your life, would bring healing to your body, to your heart, to your mind. I pray that fractured and broken relationships would be healed by the salvation power of Jesus. Pray that breakthrough would come as Jesus broke through and overcame death and the grave, made a way for us to walk in the fullness of God, in salvation, to be whole, 
to walk in abundant life, to be filled with his joy, his peace. Not that hard things don't come, they will come. But you carry God's peace, his joy. See him clearly today. Put your fingers in the holes in his hands, in his wounds, in his side. He paid it all for you so that you may walk with him in victory. I bless your spirit to know that God is your God, that he is your Lord, that he is worth serving, following, running after as he is running after you. I pray today that the chains that hold you back would be broken, that there's nothing more powerful than the resurrection power of God, his love, his goodness, his mercy where you need freedom. I bless that area of your life. I bless you to walk in freedom. Receive the Holy Spirit today, just as Jesus blew on the disciples. See him blowing on you and receive all he has for you today. Amen.